0: Hi, welcome to Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards for the first episode of 2011, dated January 3, and that would be episode 88. This is Chris Bevelo, uh, President of Interval. (laughs) I'm going to say of, and then I changed my mind. (laughs) President of Interval, a healthcare marketing agency that puts on the podcast, and today with me in studio are...
1: Jackie Rotaco, a co-coordinator with Interval.
0: And Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you and everyone. You too. (laughs) (laughs) Just waiting Ah, for Jackie to chime in.
1: Merry after Christmas.
0: Yes. Merry after Christmas, yes. Okay, we have two topics today. Just two.
1: Diving right in.
0: One of those is, and I told you so, did you have a good we Christmas? told you so. Should we start yeah. with that? Did you oh, have a nice Christmas? To back up to Are that? we not, like, <laughs> shooting the crap here first? <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. I had a good Christmas. Yeah? Did you what travel? You I did Where? travel. To Iowa? To Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yep. <laughs> and I had to drive in, you know, another one of our bi-weekly snowstorms. The weather. was no fun. I was afraid. Well, it sounded worse than...
1: I was expecting worse when we got back because we were in rural Western Minnesota, and it sounded like there was
0: like snow, another snow emergency here. And we right. came back,
1: and there's little, little powder on the driveway. There I'm was,
0: that was a huge deal. That okay, so they've had six snow emergencies, and for people who don't live in Minnesota or have to deal with that, the big all the cities have the opportunity to call a snow emergency. In Minneapolis and St. Paul, it's a huge deal because you have thousands and thousands of people that park on the streets, right? And the Minneapolis, like it basically means. The first day, you can't park on snow emergencies. And then the second day, you can't park on the odd side of the non-snow emergency streets. And the third day, you can't confusing. park on the even side. Yeah. It's really confusing, right? So if you if you have to park your car permanently on a street, you have to pay attention, and then half your parking's gone. So it's a scramble. So you inevitably get hundreds of people towed, and it's expensive to get your car out. So they've already declared six snow emergencies, which ties the record for most snow emergencies ever in a whole year. And we're only in December. And we're only
1: in December. Did, I, yikes. Did they, and it sounded like Minneapolis refunded everybody well, who was towed for at least one of those. Well, that was
0: the first one okay. because it was so massive and people couldn't get their cars out. And there was but nowhere to put your car. Yeah. The, but this one was controversial because they issued it at 9 o'clock at night on Christmas. <laughs> so a lot of people... Didn't know about it. And they started towing the next day, you know, first thing in the morning because that's when it took effect. So that is basically they have to like that time. So a lot of people were furious that they like snuck it in that late on a holiday night. And what was bad was it really only snowed. This was Saturday night. It snowed Thursday night into Friday morning. So this was almost 48 hours after the snow had stopped falling that they decided to do this. So most people thought, well, they're not going to do it. So that's really crappy, really yeah, crappy. That they should it. refund, or yeah, somebody should lose I their hope job.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, if you have to park on the street in either city this year, not fun.
0: No, and in Minneapolis now they did they had to do this last year. There's so much snow, there's no place to put it. So even without the snow emergencies, cars parked on both sides of the streets. You kind of people move into the center of the streets because the snow's there, right. and emergency vehicles can't get through. So now they've banned. Odd side parking permanently till till April. So literally in in oh. Minneapolis, half the street parking is gone. So our our how was your Christmas turned into a weather parking. Grant. <laughs> weather a little report was snow <laughs> rant for everybody. Santa was good. I'm sure they all they all care. Santa was great. Yeah, Santa was, yeah. Nice Santa. Santa was good. Santa was
1: good. Santa was good. Got some games. Got, I like Santa. I got a nice, awesome, professional tripod. For my camera gear. So I was excited. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's nice. A little dolly
1: for it, too. Not a rag doll, but a wheel set of wheels. Yeah.
0: I think we know what a dolly is. <laughs> Cute Adam got a dolly. I got a dolly. Oh. All right. Are we done with all that crap? <laughs> bah humbug. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding.
1: That's right. fine. Let's get to biz. I want to
0: talk about this first one. I think it's really cool. And then the second one's kind of deep. This one isn't that deep. So we have ranted on this show and in other forums before about this idea that uh, more and more you heard people saying that brands don't matter and um, people saying, you know, I, I'm not beholden to any brands and marketing doesn't infect me and I want to choose to engage my products and blah, 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 which people are saying. And one of the things I've ranted on personally is the book, The Brand Bubble, which is completely premised on that. Mm-hmm. Can you premise something? just used it as a verb. I don't know. Marketing just infected you, just, You, you just did. Yes. <laughs> the the, the um, basis for that whole book is that people are saying, like 96% of people say that if they had a choice for an equal product and equal price, that they would pick it over the brands that they use. And I just think that's right. horse crap because behavior doesn't work that right. way. And so the message has always been, people may say they don't want to do this or that they're not affected by brands or marketing, but they are. They just don't know it. So when I saw the headline in Smart Brief for Healthcare Marketers, which says, Immunity to marketing is a myth, study shows, I thought, hey, this fits my worldview. Let's <laughs> talk about it. So this is an article by David uh, Chapin, I think I'm pronouncing that right, that was in PharmExec or was on PharmExec.com. Uh, and basically, it's, it's showing a study that proves once again that, yes, marketing impacts pretty much everybody. Uh, and it's it's kind of trying to battle that whole thing that people think that they can tune out of marketing or it doesn't impact them or whatever. Mm-hmm. So basically what they did was this was, uh, he's I think he's quoting a research study that was published in the Journal of Consumer Research uh, that showed that even subliminal exposure to something as small as a logo has the potential to change not only the audience's attitudes and beliefs but its behavior as well. We'll provide mm-hmm. a link to this. I'm not going to read the nasty details but the conclusion of the research this is what he said the results were significant. Participants subliminally exposed to the logo of a brand associated with creativity exhibited more creative behavior after exposure than p- participants exposed to the logo of a brand not associated with creativity. Similarly, participants <laughs> subliminally exposed to <the> logos <laughs> of a brand that they associated with honesty displayed more honesty to post exposure tests than those exposed to logos that had not, did not have that connotation. The subliminal presence of the logos changed participants' behaviors and the effects were present even when the subjects were completely unaware of the presence of any marketing message whatsoever. In the mm-hmm. words of the authors, brand exposure can shape nonconscious behavior. That's the point. So all the people who say, you know, oh right. you know, I'm not affected by this, that's a conscious statement, and they have no idea what's going on in their brain because it's unconscious. Mm-hmm. So I totally agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm sure there's and a other boo-boo. studies that of the opposite. <laughs> right, right, right. But I don't believe those, so they must not be true. <laughs> and there's there's more research in here that's quoted. Um, David Chapin is the CEO of Former Life Science Marketing, so he has a little bit of stake in the outcome of this, since he'd be it's like always. me using this research, which I've done research that shows up in things like predictably irrational and biology, those books. Right. Uh, but it's scientific research, it's not just you know, it's true studies. So that kind of fits with what you guys think or no? No, I, I yeah. Yeah, that's Maybe it. You can,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. No, we talk about that when we talk about uh, hospitals trying to build a brand. And we're always trying to say, be relevant with your messaging, which is why we tout things like wellness or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, don't do the same old things. But But I also always add the caveat that you can... Connect with people with the most tired, stereotypical, cliched approaches. If you beat them over a head, over the head right. over time, mm-hmm. because no matter what people say, that billboard's boring. It doesn't impact me. It will impact them over time. Right. It just happens at an unconscious level, and that can you know. There's a quicker way to impact them. Is what our message is. Mm-hmm. But if you choose to go that route, eventually, yeah, eventually you'll have some. Results and impact. Mm-hmm. Okay then.
1: Good article. <laughs> Woo!
0: I thought it was good. Yeah, I'll that. write a blog post about it and add it to the litany of ammo <laughs> to that. Okay, here's another one that I think we can take a thousand different ways. Um, this is an article that appeared on cnnmoney.com called Tweet Your Chart, Why Social Sharing of Medical Data is a Good Idea. And just to kind of set this up, I was reading the Time magazine Man of the Year issue, mm-hmm. which had Mark Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. uh, the founder of Facebook, as the Man of the Year, and it was really a pretty fascinating article. Quite the photo on the front too. It's, it's kind hard, of a creepy it's hard photo. To not look at it. Yeah, it's like one oh, of the. I, the eye, I think the eyes like you just lay it on the table and you can move around and the eyes will follow you as you move around the room. Like the Mona Lisa. Yeah, similar. It's, <laughs> it's almost like when you see a close-up of somebody in HD TV and you're like, whoa. Oh, That's too like, much detail. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind so of like flattering.
1: that HDR photo, like the, the the contrast and the color, it's kind of very
0: intense. So it's just a very compelling image. Yeah, he's not a bad looking guy, but it's not, I don't think it's a compelling photo of him.
1: How old is this guy again? Isn't he like 30 or something? Uh-huh. Oh,
0: Probably maybe late, late 20s. Yeah. He's, he's I don't young. think he's 30 yet. Yeah.
1: Golly, I can't believe I didn't think of Facebook. You know <laughs> Idiot.
0: That, you know, that photo actually serves as a metaphor for the message I was just about ready to deliver. That's really interesting. I never thought about that. Because the point You're of so that deep. story. Yeah, it's so deep. The <laughs> point of that story and then like the third runner-up or the second runner-up for that honor was Julian Assange. Is that mm-hmm. how you pronounce it? WikiLeaks, name? yes. Assange. Founder of Assange. WikiLeaks. And part of the message in that article was about how he and Mark Zuckerberg – share something in common which is the belief that there should be nothing secret. So Mark Zuckerberg Facebook feels mm-hmm. like, hey, we, lives should be transparent, people should share everything, that connects us together, that's a good thing. And obviously, WikiLeaks is all about there should be nothing kept from the public, everything should be public. Right. And the article says, you know, the problem with that is that there really are things that should be kept private both at an individual level and an institutional level and organizational level. Mm-hmm. Uh, which i agree with and and that photo now is another way of saying that yeah like they exposed too much of mark zuckerberg's face <laughs> that, that you're like we didn't need all of that we don't want all of that it's not a good thing i agree with that or, or. i think in theory just in practice especially on well, on an individual
1: level you know we as individuals have control or should have control over what we want to share with the public at large but yeah, obviously, there needs to be some level of privacy mm-hmm. with the government, but it's like who who determines that well, we can't all determine
0: it then it I know that's but private.
1: that's the, that's the thing yeah it's i think when, once some of these records or some of these documents are exposed um what's that guy doing out there once somebody, there's a truck barreling through a snowdrift right outside <laughs> our window once the um some of that stuff was exposed, it was really I don't know. It was like it was like yeah. I think we would have the right to know some of this, some of this stuff. Right. Um. But yet a lot of it was kept secret, and it, obviously some of it probably shouldn't have been because it really it, it casts a new light on people. It was like wow, that's who this person really is that I put into office. Or so I don't know. It's it. I, I agree that some stuff should be private,
0: but it's like who who right. decides yeah. how who how what are the that? parameters that that determine that blurry line? Well, and that's where I think. I'm a little scared by Mark Zuckerberg and Julian Assange, whose belief is there's Everything. no, it's not it's not gray, it's black and white. right? Uh, and also Eric Schmidt, I believe it was Eric Schmidt, hope I'm calling this right, yep. uh, when this issue of privacy came up and he said, you know, if you don't want something public on the internet, you probably shouldn't be doing it. It's, yeah, the whole, if well, you you shouldn't have it if you've shouldn't have anything to hide right Totality exactly which it. is which is t- whole. that's totalitarianism
1: right, that's, right. it's not, it's not that well, I have, wait a second it's not that I don't have anything to hide or that I want to hide something right. it's just that you have' don't want everyone to your know business
0: it. Yeah. I shouldn't have it's to none hide of your anything. business which brings us back to this whole issue which this article is about which is health information so Eric Schmidt you're telling me that because I have a chronic disease I should share that with the world everyone should it, know it does make you question whether people should. I mean, the whole there is certainly a taboo, a cultural taboo about illnesses and disease, and there's good reason for that. Uh, And maybe that should be questioned. Maybe there shouldn't be anything kept secret. But boy, we are a long way from some kind of equal treatment of all people based on their medical conditions. Right. Right. That would scare them incredibly, which is what this article is about. The uh, subhead says... Concerns over digital privacy, especially if medical records, have never been higher. Yet startup patients like me, which is a website, says there's much to be gained from the crowdsourcing of ailments and treatments, uh, which I think is true when it's optional. But part of this right. article goes into, optional. hey, you know, why don't we just share everything uh, medically because that'll help all of us. And it's like, oh. well, that's, th- that's the point of, no, actually, there should be some things kept secret. Right, right. And,
1: I think I, that's my opinion. And yeah, you know, anybody no, who's I searched totally for agree. health information, um, you know, the web WebMD type content is is fantastic, but sometimes you really want stories from individuals, people who have experienced it, the advice from people who had some rare illness with their child, and somehow they uncovered something, and it's like, wow, this is the first I, have, I haven't seen anything about this in any of the you know official medical medical documentation that I've sought out or that I've run across, and now all of a sudden here is something that resonates. Um or just to get advice from a from a real person um yeah. or and create that relationship somebody you can now talk to who are you know and will that there's there's so much to be said for that, so in that regard i i think there is a lot of value in sharing information yeah. but not just not just taking your Medical record oh, yeah. and throwing it to the wolves. <laughs> sharing and- <laughs> is different than yeah. Selective sharing and right. right. And you know, there's a big there's, putting your whole record out while, there. While there are similarities between Assange and Zuckerberg and and uh, Eric Schmidt, I think there's some glaring differences, especially one big one. Um, whereas Zuckerberg and Schmidt, you know, they are they may not even be able to separate themselves from this yet, but they are both they both run businesses that profit from the sharing of information. So they are right they have True. a there's a major incentive for them to believe even if they, they even if they have gotten themselves to the point where they just think it's not about making advertising dollars, but it's for the better betterment of society. Which
0: Facebook does believe. That's right. part of the article, is right. like it's the Zen. But thing
1: they're they they've been doing this so long <laughs> that their mindset is probably is driven by by dollar signs to some degree. Whereas um Julian Assange is not necessarily I mean, as far as I know, he's not advertising on WikiLeaks. That's just the. Free for well, all. It's yes. not necessarily about making money in that. It may be ego
0: driven with him, though. Eh, it may There's be, but a that's a bit little bit of an ego. But going he's on. also he's also
1: <laughs> he's not talking. I mean, and the other difference too is he's not talking about every individual on earth sharing their lives with the world. He's saying governments
0: should, which be is which is Barry. why it was so ironic when he started complaining that somebody leaked his mm. his uh, police record, which is why he got in trouble. Did you see that? No, It that happened seen like that. a week or 2 ago. The headline <laughs> was ultimate <The> irony. irony. <laughs> Assange complains that someone leaked his police record. It's Like, dude, you can't have it both ways. I think he's trying to have it. I think his point was, well, that's a that should be private whereas these are government's. Right. Well, that's, and that's the difference. behavior, right. So, I don't know. It's ironic, but it's also not. Mhm. It's ironic They're different. but it's not. I know you could draw you could draw lines, but I don't know. I mean, I think if it's optional, it's fine. But there's a lot of people that are scared because you know everything's being driven to digital electronic medical records. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the government's driving it to that. The, all the providers are driving it to that, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that makes things a lot easier to accidentally or be you know right. accidentally be shared or intentionally be hacked into. Yeah, I'm you know the terrible the, conjugating. The scary today. part
1: about that, <laughs> you know, there are so many benefits to things moving electronic versus right paper that I think the benefits far outweigh the risks. But the risk is when there is a breach of security um, and data is lost, you're not talking about one record being lost. Like somebody went into the hospital and somehow got their hands on one person's file. You have the Beatles (laughs) white album. You now have that, that folder for one person. So it's not, on the grand scheme of things, not that damaging to society. Right. But when somebody hacks into a database and steals the medical records of Hundreds of thousands of people. That's a different. That's a different story. You can share it with hundreds of thousands of people, or
0: yeah, sell it or do whatever it is Mm -hmm. they're going to do with it. I think there's. I think there's plenty to be worried about as far as your medical information being shared against your will. I mean, insurance companies get their whole hands on it. Employers get their hands on it. Uh, Just anybody. I mean, you never know what's in somebody's medical record. They may not even know. Right. I don't know. I just think that that's certainly, I'm all for patients like me, which is, you know, like an online community that's disease based. So if you have diabetes, I think that's fantastic. And I do think that that, there's a huge benefit to that. WebMD, like you said, is a great encyclopedia. But even if it has 25 pages on diabetes, that's the tip of the iceberg. Right. And so for patients to go out there and talk to other people, Given it's the voluntary. millions of people with diabetes and and the the variability in how the disease state you know exists in each of those people, uh, doctors can't keep up with all of it. So if your doctor's telling you to do this and you go that doesn't seem right, and you hear from a hundred other people they got the same advice and went a different path, right? That does help everybody, uh, but that's voluntary, and right. you should be able to choose that. So I don't know. I just think that that's um. It's hard for me to argue that there should just be blank. You know, everybody should just throw their stuff out there. And, I, and I'm not sure that it should be shared in in other forms, like Facebook. I mean, again, that's your choice. But I've got, I mean, no offense intended, but there are people that I follow on Facebook where eventually I have to tune them out because it's it's like, you know, I, I want to know, but I don't want to know that much. Right. Mm-hmm. This is way too much. <laughs> yeah. Or when like they're talking mind. about friends or family, I think we've talked about this before. It's like, you know, you're kind of taking matters in your own hands there. You, it's why things like, I think, Caring Bridge exist to provide that secure. Right. Separation of. Separation. For a that? secure yeah. channel so that you can, you know, I don't know, to each his own, but I'm not sure. Anything else on this one?
1: No. <laughs> no.
0: This is a, this is no, a great this is a great Doug. quote from Hesky Gutcher, founder of <laughs> mothernose.com, a Menlo Park, California based startup that's working on an application that lets parents easily track their children's medical visits and immunization history. Quote, "We're seeing a real tension between what people want to remain super private and what they want to make super public." She says, "What would be the upside of me sharing my kids' doctors' notes with the world? I just don't see it." I don't either. I don't see that at all. All right. That was pretty quick. Should we do a random topic? Random topics. Scary. What's that?
1: So this could be scary. That's right.
0: Adam can always cut out the cricket sound while we stop and think about a random topic. <laughs> It'll sound like it just came right to us. Okay. Whoever at this point's at asking about the random topic within five seconds, to go. Adam, go. How about
1: your favorite movies of 2010? Nice. You had that in your back pocket. You didn't just come up with it. No, actually a podcast I follow just- um, Oh, just did that? Just, well, they, that's
0: part of their thing. They cover movies and- I can't even remember and, what the movies of 2010 were. So, Hurt Locker, that was this year or was that last that year? That was the year before. That was either that last year or the year before. That yeah, was the movie last was okay.
1: year. Yeah. What's that? The movie's okay. It was good. I liked it It was lot. good. I really liked- Don't say Avatar- I like Avatar, but I wouldn't put that as like one of my favorites. That was last year too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, How to Train Your Dragon was that was one of my, great. Movie. One of my favorite. Oh, movies I of want 2010. to see that. I haven't seen that. No, was that you this have to year? See that? I, pretty, yeah, I think God, so. Beginning terrible. of the year. We're
0: doing terrible. We got to of this year. We don't even know whether. Toy was... Story Three was really good. Oh, I'm I not kind of seen an animated kick here. No, but that was. I haven't seen it, but I heard it was amazing. Animated movies
1: are awesome. Yeah, movies Plus that I Pixar ones.
0: Didn't. Oh yeah, you can't go wrong with a Pixar
1: movie. They 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 have the inability to su- they couldn't suck if they wanted to no and there are ones i like more than others but they're all good dreamworks is really a dreamworks did how to tame your dragon or train your dragon um so that was probably one of my favorite my favorite movie of the year i didn't see the social network yet would well, like to see it i hate to admit oh, that me too yeah i haven't, God, seen, it either. I haven't seen anything I great things I about that. seen harry potter what the hell oh man i just saw harry potter this weekend and I have to tell you, I haven't really, I haven't seen all the Harry Potter movies, and I haven't read the books, so I'm kind of a little out of the loop on the whole story. I mean, you could jump in anywhere and pretty much figure out what's going on with the story. It's well, not, it's not a so difficult story. Well, you do, you, you should read the books right. if, with any of this kind of stuff if you want yeah. to get everything. But what is going on? I mean, the first few well, it's because you did read the books. No, 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 not that. I mean, the first couple of movies had there was like this, even though there was some sinister stuff and some darkness to them oh, dude yeah and but there was still this element of um youth and playfulness and it was just it was still overall kind of a bright on some yeah. level exciting thing maybe the bright might be the wrong word but there was a that youthfulness that was right. there and now it's like dark yeah and evil and there was like <laughs> not a single thing I shouldn't say not a single. There was very little to laugh
0: at in the most recent one. I mean, right. you had laughs in the first several movies. Well, the, but they were kid movies. The first two movies were kid You're movies. Yeah, right. Just like the books were kid books, and as the as the series gets older, it becomes adult, very adult. Yeah, it This, does, this movie great. This movie was dark. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was. It was good.
1: I mean, it's bizarre too. I mean, being someone who didn't see the one prior, um, you know, I didn't really know where it was picking up from. Um, But I mean, I've got a pretty good handle on the overall story. So I know what's going on, where it's going, but yeah, it was, it was bizarre. Have you seen it? I don't follow the Harry Potter anything. It's, it's It's what I normally tell people
0: is you got to get through the first two books because you'll probably be like, this is kind of, it's good, but it's like a kid's book, but then you get through it and it becomes, it's very compelling. Yeah. Listen to these. I pulled up the list of the top grossing movies what a disappointing year. Maybe because I'm looking at the top grossing movies.
1: Was Avatar 1?
0: No, this is this year. So Avatar was last year. Toy Story 3, which was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland, didn't see it. Oh, I, I saw, saw that That was, was not nine. that great. Yeah, I, Iron Man 2, Kinda give creepy. Me a break. I, want, I haven't seen it yet. I want to see it. But it, there's no way that's like going to be a memorable movie. No. Twilight Eclipse? I haven't God, seen I haven't see I'd put that in my top five. I haven't seen I it. Haven't I seen want that. to see it. That's, that's I'm on my, list. Writing all these I'm on my here. list of what I <laughs> like want to see. That's on iTunes, I know. Harry Potter 7, it. which I want to see, but I haven't. Despicable Me, which is a cartoon. Would like to see that one. Mm-hmm. Shrek At- Forever After, cartoon. Yep. Train Your Dragon, cartoon. Yep. Karate Kid. Don't want to see it. Remake. <laughs> Clash of <laughs> the Titans, remake. Grown Ups, which I've Clash heard is terrible. was okay. Yep. Oh, I mean, yeah. I still yeah. haven't got to like a really thick, good movie. Well, Inception, you know, I guess.
1: Top grossing doesn't. You're right. Say anything about how good the movie is. You're right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Tangled. What was Tangled? Uh, that, oh, that was a remake. Cartoon? It was a remake of Rap- Rapunzel, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Mega Mind cartoon. Last Airbender cartoon. Oh, I want to see that one. Wow. Shutter Island. No, Last Airbender wasn't a cartoon, but it was a lot well, of CGI. Right, I heard cartoon. Shutter
1: Island was a disappointment.
0: Um, uh, I was disappointed. It was a good movie though. I watched it again and enjoyed it again. Okay. You know, I don't think this one's out yet, oh, I but I really, 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 really want to see
1: it. At least I don't think it's out to the public, but I think reviewers have seen it. True Grit. The True Grit. New G- I've heard Bro- it's Brothers. Amazing. Right.
0: Yeah. Grit. True Grit. That? It's the new Coen Brothers yep. movie. And uh, Black Swan also. I bet both of those, looks, those would be in my top five. As Is that
1: a Coen yeah. Brothers?
0: No, that's um. It's Nally no. Portman. Uh, it's very dark. Yeah, it's, uh, it looks dark. She's yeah. like it. It's called the Black Swan. Based not the White Swan. Based on the. Famous. I'm looking for other movies that I really feel strong about. And I...
1: I have not seen a movie. I mean, I've just been watching
0: TV seasons. God, I miss so many good ones. The Town, I didn't get to see. I didn't see Social Network. So I think, like, the ones that I'm most excited about, I haven't seen. Yeah. Love and Other Drugs. I heard that's good. Didn't see it. I haven't that's heard terrible. of it. Oh, well, I'm <laughs> out of the loop here. <laughs> what a terrible list.
1: I'm writing these down.
0: We'll have to cover movies more often. We should. I'm just shocked at all the movies that I wanted to see that I didn't, and that I can't yet see on Netflix because they're not available. That piece of crap <laughs> service.
1: They are by DVD.
0: Not all those are. Some of them aren't. They, there's some. They have some deals. There's some companies that don't have deals. Yeah. With them I mean, yet, the that. ones I just listed aren't available, as far as I know. Yeah. What did I just listen? The Town, Social Network. How about TV? What did you like about What did you like on TV? Oh, Walking Dead. Mad Men, Walking Dead, and God, what was the other one I just got done watching? Oh, Boardwalk Empire. Have oh, crap. you? What
1: was that show? The Sing Off.
0: The Sing Off. Is that no. the the Acapella a, a, thing? It was. I've seen some of that. It, it
1: was pretty impressive. There are some really amazing. They were all good. There. Yeah, there was a lot of. It puts American Idol to shame. Sorry to see it. You does, I, I agree with that. that. I didn't see. Blaine was watching it, so I saw some of it here and there. And she and she wasn't watching it that much either. Um, have you heard much about this HBO series that's coming out pretty soon? I think it's HBO Knights of the Whatever Game of Thrones. It's based in the Game yeah. of Thrones, right? It looks that's like a book a, I'm about to read. I'll watch so it. I'm kind of interested. We don't, don't have HBO, know. so I won't be able to see it when it's on. It's but. just like medieval knights
0: and crap, like bravery. Right up my alley. I know. I, just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you. Dude, that's a pretty tired genre. So I don't know how they do it, to make it better. But we'll see, uh, yeah, what well, depends. If, you,
1: if you've got a, if you got an amazing director, you know, brilliant authors and amazing directors, you can take anything. That's it's an amazing tired director. Make it. I can't remember who yeah. it is,
0: but it's somebody pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah,
1: and the it's very highly acclaimed series of uh, books. It's a trilogy. I think it's a trilogy.
0: Oh, I have to throw Glee in there. Glee is phenomenal. I know a lot of people make fun of it, but it is, it is phenomenal. If you like music, are you a Glee? I'm a Gleek, totally <laughs> a Gleek, but it's that's also good to watch my kids because I, 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 could not pick an entertainment outlet that teaches better lessons and values Wh- while being real without being preachy, without being ridiculous. Right. I mean, Corny. It, it's, it just makes me feel good. Well, the stars like, are
1: nerds, which is great.
0: I mean, I was a nerd. But they're not really nerds. They're all beautiful, beautiful well, people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they are. No, I know. I know. Well, not all of them. A couple of them are. Who dorky play nerds. Well, there's one that's kind of a nerd, but even he's cool. The wheelchair kid. The wheelchair kid. <laughs> we call him wheelchair kid. That's real. Peaceful. Well, but it, Artie, 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 but the rest are cheer hot cheerleaders <laughs> yeah, and hot football yeah, players. Yeah, no idea. Yeah. They're nerd
1: because they're like to sing. It's really had a. It's like the last several weeks is kind of or even months have kind of shifted. Really become the the gay kid has really become a the center of. Every single yeah, episode, almost. Not we, that I'm ripped. Not. I mean, it's, it's not. Still that there's great- anything wrong with
0: that. <laughs> no, it's still a great story. To a great um, no, but that's morals what I mean. and great stories. So and- it's Fox. So first of all, it's right, Fox, right, which right. has a reputation of being really right wing and conservative. And like the holiday episode, the the main gay character and his kind of love interest, though it's not reciprocated, who has been named like one of the hottest new characters in TV of the year, sing it's baby, it's cold outside, which is a very. It's one of the few kind of sexually oriented Christmas songs. Right. And it's phenomenal to hear like, I don't even know who sings the original, like Eartha Kitt sing it. So really sexy woman sings it with kind of a background guy. Mm -hmm. When you hear Kurt, this gay character, sing it, he sounds like a woman because his voice is unbelievable. But that is, that's pushing the envelope. When you take a traditional song like that and you have gay characters perform it and Mm -hmm. it's... It's acceptable primetime TV on Fox. I just think that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, awesome. And my yeah, kids are watching it, it and that's great. This makes me feel like that kind of stuff, well, it, the more of that, the more of, you know, BS, bias gets flushed out of the system. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. that's more true. of John McCain getting put in a nursing home, no offense to anybody who's a John McCain fan. <laughs> but, you know, that kind of well, attitude.
1: It's going to take... Move on yeah, and let
0: the kids yeah. come on. Well,
1: in... in- there's wow, no, we got there's, uh, there's no fast. there's no better way to say it, but it's really yeah, going to take it's going to take a few it's going to take a couple generations to kind of fade away before yeah. a lot of this stuff really takes hold. But it's right. it's exciting to see co- yeah. these cultural shifts materialize right. on mainstream. And it's fun to be a part of it.
0: Yeah. Okay, with that uplifting <laughs> message, George. Happy New, new Year! That's People. a great way to t-
1: that's a great way to end 2010. It is yeah. happy note. It's a very happy note.
0: Happy New Year. So happy new year. Look forward to a great 2011. See if we can, we can find, maybe our one new year's resolution should be to take this to a live format for the podcast. That's it. We'll we'll see if we can make that happen. We'll write it down in the show notes because if you write down down your resolutions, you're more likely to actually follow through.
1: Well, can I have an avatar?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can wear a mask. We'll make you a... Like a you Navi. You get an avatar in there, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. We'll make you a Navi mask. <laughs> nice. All right. So, for suits. arrogant healthcare marketing bastards, this is Chris Bevelo.
1: Jackie Ritaco.
0: Adam Meyer. We'll talk to you next week. Happy New Year.